It is Monday, May 13th. We are back with the Wrestling Podcast. Glenn Rubenstein is not here this week, but I am, joined to, <laughs> I am joined by Mr. Matt Morgan. Matt, how are you doing today? Doing fantastic. How, is, how has it been a week now since you've been mayor? Uh, busy. Busy as hell. I mean, there's been a whirlwind. Yeah. Uh, well, a lot to talk about, mostly... Uh, outside of tonight's show but so let's go ahead and run through tonight's show it was taped earlier today in london england at the o2 arena um a lot of video packages uh kind of overall what were your thoughts of tonight's show oh yeah the main event was cool uh, i liked sammy winning obviously but um over and there were some cool uh things in there with brooke yeah. Um, you know, there's some different highlights that I saw on tonight's show. They featured different people finally, but uh, overall the show was weak, especially for a go home edition. Yeah, the go home shows. I mean, I wonder if we're just at the point where we should just stop, you know, stop expecting go home shows to mean anything because they haven't for a long time now. Yeah, it's been quite a while. Yeah. Yeah. So tonight's Raw opened up. Uh, the Miz came out for a promo uh, with he came out for Miz TV. Uh, he, he said that he talked about his feud with Shane McMahon. They're going to be squaring off at Money in the Bank this Sunday. And he brings out Roman Reigns, his guest tonight. Um, Roman talks about Elias, uh, says that Elias hasn't done anything, hasn't won any titles. It's all true, but what makes me want to see this match? Then? It's like uh, a guy that wins all the time against a guy that never wins. It's babyface 101. You don't bury your, your heel opponent like that. You just don't. Yeah. And then Miz brought up him and Reigns, their chemistry, said that, you know, they can make a good uh, buddy cop duo in a buddy cop movie, which is kind of what the old heel Miz would do. Reigns kind of brought it up saying he sounded like the old Miz. He wanted to punch that Miz in the face. Uh, he said he came out to hang out with the new Miz who stood up to the McMahon family. Uh, so Miz then, you know, cut a, a good promo on Shane. Uh, saying how he'll have nowhere to run, his family can't save him. Yep. Shane's music hits. Uh, before <laughs> you know it, Elias and Bobby Lashley attack from behind, leaving Reigns and Miz out. As we've seen a billion times, this leads to a tag team match, uh, which opens up the show. Roman Reigns and Miz versus Elias and Bobby Lashley. Uh, fairly long match. Uh, the end saw Lashley and, and Miz going at it. Uh, Shane pulled Reigns off the apron uh, to get DQ'd, so Roman Reigns and The Miz win by disqualification. Uh, your thoughts? Just combining storylines. I mean, that was a lot. You just had to say a whole hell of a lot to get through <laughs> that goddamn seg segment. But, you know, everyone could – if they just saw what this matchup was on paper, they would see exactly what it is. It's what it always is, which is they combine two storylines and have them tag. Yeah. And um, – just you know, again, uh, for a go home show, two big storylines, kind of nothing happens, kind of a nothing match, and uh, you know, ultimately, it's a match that doesn't mean anything. It's it kills time, and it was there, but that's pretty much all that happened here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. After the match, Shane sent Reigns into the steel ring steps. I don't know. There's just something about Shane beating up Roman Reigns that just just yes. doesn't look right. It doesn't look right. He shouldn't be beating up anybody. That's a pro wrestler on their roster right now, unless they're very undersized, you know, like Ray Mysterio or, you know, somebody who's much smaller. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, 
we saw Shane and Elias and, and Lashley attacking Reigns and Miz. Uh, Reigns was getting triple teamed. Uh, Miz came in with the, the steel chair. Reigns hit a Superman punch on Elias and then Lashley. And they the baby faces posed as the segment was done. So that was kind of it with that opening segment. That that went a long time. Yes, it did. Yeah. Um, so backstage, we saw Seth Rollins talking to a staffer. He's really, really animated when he was talking to him. Um, it came out earlier today. Seth Rollins uh, and and Becky Lynch went public with their relationship. Uh, so he alluded to that later, uh, saying they broke the internet. Uh, Matt, when you were when you were with WWE or with TNA, uh, mm-hmm. and you know, obviously, it's, it's a ton of wrestler relationships. When that happens, do wrestlers try to keep that quiet? not wanting the office to know or just keeping stuff private, you know, what, what's kind of the mentality there? Both. I've seen it where they didn't want anybody, including the office to know. Then I've seen it in other spots where it just wasn't publicized that they were in a relationship within the TV show. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I always think of Melina and John Morrison, you know, they were very, very hot and heavy and very, very, very close with each other and very much so in love at one point. And um, I just remember they tore they tore that crap apart by screwing with them on purpose, you know, making them go to different shows, splitting them up, and it was just it was just all all, all just to mess with people, man. I didn't like it. It's a different it's a different atmosphere there today. There was nothing close to what it used to be. I mean, you would hear that happening for a long time <laughs> after that. Um, but yeah, yeah, so is it <clears throat> mostly that the company? discourages their talent dating mm-hmm. that you've seen or that just certain talents it's clearly they're not going to get it's, an, unri- it's, a, it's, a, it's an unwritten rule it, it, it's no Vince McMahon's not going to have a conversation with anybody it, it's, it's just an unwritten rule that you just know from your peers and your veterans that will smarten smarten those people up or in certain situations um an agent maybe you know might smarten them up it's not like Vince McMahon holds like a TV meeting about it, though. No. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, Seth Rollins and uh, they did a lengthy video package for AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins at Money in the Bank this Sunday, um, and they were they said there were going to be interviews later. I thought this was I thought this was really good. Video package. You can't mess that up. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah. They were, those are always money, and I in, in many ways I thought this sold you know, money in the bank better than anything else on the show. It, it, it sold it better than anything the two of them have done together thus far as well. Yeah. Uh, so later we had Charlie Caruso talking to Braun Strowman, asking if he regretted what happened uh, with dumping Sami Zayn in the dumpster last week. Uh, Braun only said he regretted the trash compactor not turning on and murdering Sammy. Basically, uh, he talks about how he won Money in the Bank last year and said nothing will stop him from becoming Money in the Bank for the second year in a row. So we'll we'll get to this, but yeah. he's pretty much promising he's going to win and yep. doesn't. Uh, uh, up next, we had Sami Zayn in Shane McMahon's office. He t- he's talking about the toxic environment of WWE fans. Uh, Braun Strowman almost kill- killing him last week and um, has words with Braun. And somehow he gets he talks Shane into making a match tonight again with him and against Braun in a false count anywhere match with Braun's money in the bank ladder match spot on the line. Braun says he's going to eat Sammy live. And that is pretty much the end of that segment. 
next up, we had Mojo Raleigh versus Apollo Crews. So Apollo Crews, for those who haven't been paying attention, is on SmackDown now. I don't know if he's actually appeared on SmackDown yet since the uh, Superstar Shakeup, but he's one of the SmackDown talents with the wildcard rules. So I think that was that's just Roman and Apollo Crews tonight, right? Unless someone can in the chat can correct me. And Sammy. What? Oh, no, no. Sammy's on Raw. This is it's freaking hard to keep up with this now. It is. Uh, all right. So anyway, Mojo Rally kind of squashes Apollo Cruz. Uh, your thoughts on uh, Mojo's new? I was yeah. su- surprised at that. Or you were? Yeah. Because um, they, they, they for a while now they I thought they were kind of going in the direction where they were going to um, start doing something at least, you know? Yeah. With with, with old boy, but then just having get squashed by Mojo Rally out of left field. I don't. I don't know. Right. And. Yeah, people pointing out Elias and Charlotte also from SmackDown. So um, yeah, for yeah. So yeah, so Mojo with this new character, uh, we'll see how it goes. But this is his first time. He's been it a couple times on main event. This is the first time he's used oh, it on Raw. I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, I think most people don't. Um, backstage, Alexa Bliss is on her phone talking about luggage issues, um, and so Nikki Cross <clears throat> comes up without her gimmick, uh, kind of being her buddy, and says that she'll take Bliss's place in the Fatal 4-Way match tonight. So, I don't know. Do you think this was just a way to get Nikki Cross in the match? Since yes. She's kind of the homecoming favorite. I don't think it has anything to do with that, hometown favorite. Not at all. I just think it's, it's just a coincidence. Um, but it's definitely a way to get her in, and it's um, they did a lot of featuring for her once that match came as well. I mean, damn, she won. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, Nikki, Nikki cross getting something here. I think this is the first time that you've heard her yeah. entrance music on Raw since she's been on the main roster. So, yeah. uh, yeah, they, they gave her something here. Uh, next up we had the double contract signing. So we've seen contract signings forever. I do believe this is the first time they've had a double contract signing. So it was a little, it different. was cool. This yeah. was cool. I dug this a lot. And, 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 uh, Lacey again, looked like a total pro and a total main eventer. Yeah. With how I, she handled herself. It was really well done. She's really good at these segments. I thought Charlotte was good. Uh, Becky Becky was good, too. Uh, I, in many ways, I thought this was the best segment on the it show. It was. This was the best segment. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, we had uh, Lacey Evans come out first uh, and then Charlotte Flair next. And they were kind of being kind of buddy-buddy in this segment. Uh, Becky Lynch was out next to a really big pop. <clears throat> uh, fans are chanting Becky two belts. Uh Becky, you know, taunts Flair, uh, taunts, taunts Lacey, basically saying they look the same. She couldn't tell them apart. Mm-hmm. Um, Flair, Charlotte starts going off, but there's still <laughs> another Becky Two Belts chant. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, kind of the standard stuff. Evans is saying that she's going to restore class to the Raw women's title. Yeah, very uh, well done. Yeah. So uh, they signed the contract. Then Becky says she's going to slap the blonde off of them. They got up. Big brawl ensues. You kind of know what happens next. Uh, Becky gets the upper hand at first. She's taking care of both of them, but pretty soon she gets outnumbered, and they end up putting her through the table. So, yeah, uh, strong stuff. Yep, I had said my thoughts before we started. Sorry. So, what do you? Who do you think wins this Sunday? As far as those two title matches go. Ooh, I mean, Lacey's hot right now. Um, 
Yeah, but it's Raw. I, ah, that's the problem. If this was SmackDown, I could see Lacey winning the SmackDown Women's Title. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't honestly know. That's kind of cool going into this pay per view. I don't know because I could see both sides. I could see them saying, "Was well, it really the time to pull the trigger on dropping these titles for Becky? Is it really?" And then two, the question is: Lacey ready? Yeah. You know, is Charlotte? Does Charlotte really need another title run on SmackDown? That's the other side of the argument. You know. Yeah. Um, so damn over now that she doesn't really need that title. Yeah, it just seems kind of a uh, kind of a little bit of a booking mess right now with Becky uh, being champion on both shows as far as live events and things like that go. <clears throat> I, I, but it also does seem kind of weak if you know this is her first time defending both belts on one show and then right. losing one of them. I don't. I, I, I see her keeping both. I, I think I'd like to lean toward that a little bit more just because it's more logical. Um, and then you know what's the unless their theory is we need to break this up because it's too difficult to do. And then if that's the case, Charlotte wins a title again for a minute until she drops it to somebody else. Could you see Becky winning both matches? And then after the second match, someone cashes in and, and beats her. Think of that. I forgot. It's money in the bank. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I felt like they didn't do a good job of selling, you know, outside of Baron Corbin showing that you have to climb to the top of a ladder to win. So then here's how that, that happens. Does that mean then if Becky loses, she automatically and she keeps a SmackDown title, she go back to SmackDown? Yeah, that's what I would think. Whichever title she has is where she goes. So I don't <sighs> okay. think she stays on Raw. I think you got Charlotte on SmackDown. I was gonna say I could see what's her name winning. Little with the girl who what's her name? God dang, uh, Bliss. Oh, I could see Alexa Bliss winning yet again and cashing in and winning. I think I could see Mandy Rose actually winning. I could see them being like, "All right, let's let's give her the push." Because you can tell Vince has been yes, but she's not, it doesn't matter. She, they're not ready. Otherwise, I'd go with Lacey here. Carmella wasn't ready yet either last year when she won. But it's different when you're that much taller. You stick out a lot more. Carmella is smaller. She she's faster. There, there's her work is very different from somebody who's throwing a haymaker right hand and looks the way Lacey looks as far as height and stature go. Same mm-hmm. problem I used to have. You're either a main event talent or you're not going to work for the company because they can't put you in the middle of the card. It doesn't look right. No one believes you're getting your ass kicked by a mid-card midget, and, and no one's going to have sympathy for you. It's hard to do. But in the main event, it's a little bit more believable. Um at least that's what I was always told, I should say. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, you could have Ember Moon or Bailey as well if you want to do a SmackDown star and kind of turn heel in the process, you know, and it kind of gives them gives them something. They can have good matches. It would be Bailey if they did that. Uh, that would be good for Bailey turning heel there. Ember Moon I don't care about anymore. Yeah, but yeah, I kind of agree, and I think that's why Ember could probably use it because she is really good. Yeah, sure. Um, uh, so up next, uh, we had Ricochet versus Baron Corbin. Uh, I'm I, so angry with this match. So angry with it? <laughs> yeah, they totally wasted him. They, they, they continue to waste him. He has his great matches, and then they completely waste him by by having him continually lose. You know, it's not. He's still so he's so new. He should not be losing like this. Yeah, I agree. It it, it makes him just another guy quick. Um, when when he's losing and then winning and then losing, even though he's doing spectacular stuff. And I felt like this was probably the best Baron Corbin match I've seen in a long time. It was because of Ricochet. Yeah. It, uh, 
Yeah, absolutely. So <laughs> anyway, they had a good, a good match. Uh, Ricochet hit the standing shooting star press for a two count. Uh, they traded a little bit. Corbin hits the end of days clean for the pin wins. And uh, yeah, that was it. Uh, after the match, Ricochet br- tried to bring a ladder into the ring, but it backfired and Ricochet used it against him. Uh, up next, we saw a replay of last week's backstage segment with Samoa Joe and Ray Mysterio's son, Dominic. Uh, Ray was backstage with Charlie Caruso. Cesaro randomly comes in. Uh, says it's rude for Ray to talk about Joe when he's not there. And he also knocked Ray for bringing his kid to work and made a crack about how Dominic actually looked more like Samoa Joe's son than Ray's, which I think a lot of people pointed that out last week. Yes. (laughs) So that was a funny line. Uh, So Ray and Cesaro got into a little brawl and that kind of ended it setting up their match for later tonight. Yep. Uh, we had another, they sh- this Roman Reigns video package, did they show that on Raw last week or was that on SmackDown? SmackDown. Okay. Yeah, so uh, if you saw it, SmackDown, it's the same exact video package they did on Reigns. Um, pretty long, but, you know, again, well done, but really long, especially since Roman's already on this show. Um, didn't, didn't seem like you needed it. Let's see. So up next, we had AJ Styles cutting a promo. Uh, AJ saying that the phenomenal forearm that he gave the other week was meant for Corbin. He accidentally hit Rollins. Um, that was, I mean, that's kind of it. Not, not much to this promo. He said he'll walk in to money in the bank as a challenger, but will leave the universal champion. Very cliche stuff. Uh, your right. thoughts on this? Boring. Yeah. It's boring. It's boring. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to the match, but the, the, the lead up and get getting there has been very boring for me. Yeah, I agree. Um, then next we had a fatal four-way: Naomi versus Natalia versus Nikki Cross versus Dana Brooke. Uh, gosh, uh, the big surprise I thought was Cross hitting a, a spinning netbreaker to Natalia from the second rope and getting the pin. Nikki Cross's first win, I believe, on Raw. Uh, your thoughts on this match? Yeah, it was cool. And then, like right after that, you know, um, Bliss came in the ring. But they and uh, Nikki and her put the huge ladder in the middle of the ring. Nikki started to climb it, and then Bliss is like, uh-uh, me. And then she climbed it while Nikki Cross, who just got a pretty major win, sat there like a freaking uh, seal and just started clapping for her uncontrollably, all excited for her new friend. And I didn't like parts of this because, Mike, first of all, I like that Cross got a win, right? It, it does something with her finally. I think it's a little bit late, in my opinion, but yeah. I'll digress. Hopefully, I'm proven wrong. She's worked very hard to get here. Um, but I didn't like the commentary on this. I didn't like, even though Cole was telling the truth by saying half the people don't even know she's on this show, he said that at one point. And he, he's right. He's right. I couldn't tell you what brand she was on before tonight's show. I didn't remember. Um, I mean, but he should not be saying that. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't like that. Um, and again, the match itself was good. It, it was featuring well, two out of the four. I was hoping one of those two would win, either Dana Brooke or, you know, what's her name? Nikki. Nikki Cross, somebody new. And what was cool about this match was Dana Brooke got some really cool highlights and feature spots in here. I thought she jumped off the top of the ladder. She was very charismatic out there, very comfortable out there. She's coming along. Yeah. um, Still too far gone, in my opinion, but whatever. They kind of dropped her crazy character a little bit. She seemed a lot more normal tonight. Oh, Nikki Cross? Yeah. 
didn't you see her go bananas like speared her through the ladder and then right. going bananas when she was climbing the ladder when 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 bliss was climbing the ladder i kept looking at nikki cross going she's gonna tip it over what are you doing well just let her do that and um you know she can be true to her character and all she was doing was clapping uncontrollably and acting like a crazy girl so she was morphing in and out of it if anything mm-hmm. so yeah we'll see uh, nikki cross currently not scheduled for the money in the bank ladder match um Assuming Alexa Bliss is completely fine and this was just something to get Nikki on TV, um, then she, yeah, she's not in that match. But, you know, this is kind of what we talked about uh, in the past few weeks, how none of these matches have stakes. There, there was only one match where it mattered who won or lost tonight, and that was Braun Strowman against Sami Zayn. Right. And I felt like there was something they could have done with this match. Whether, you know, again, they had just announced everyone for these Money in the Bank ladder matches without having to qualify. Yeah. If they still had a couple matches here and there where you have to qualify for certain spots, it would at least make it mean like these matches right. mean something. No, you're right. But um, anyway, uh, yeah, I thought I thought this was fine. Up next, <clears throat> we got Rey Mysterio versus Cesaro. Mm-hmm. Cesaro, man, he needs to change that entrance music. It's Big basically time. a Sheamus' theme. Yes, it is. It's awkward. It's weird. Yeah. So uh, they went for a little while. I thought this. I thought this match was pretty good too. This was a good match, uh, although Ray is not getting the reaction that you know what I mean. They were telling the people were telling Cesaro to pick him up and swing him one more time. That's <laughs> not good for you know someone on Ray's level. You know, and I don't know if that has to do with how they've booked him. You know, versus is that what today's fan thinks of Ray Mysterio? I don't know. I, I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, think about how he's been used since he's been back. I yeah. mean, it was a big yeah. deal. Like it was like months and months. It seemed like they were teasing him coming back and they were close to him signing. Then he comes back and he's going 50, 50 all the time. Yeah. So it's kind of, you know, again, one of those things about building momentum and they haven't and done that with Ray. It, it also shows you the evolution of the cruiser way, right? Because the stuff Ray used to do i mean don't get me wrong. he's not doing what he used to do when he was no. younger okay let's just let's let's give him credit there right but by the same token his stuff that he does off the top and things like that are so not boring but they're so basic versus what we see all these other guys like ricochet and aj doing right you know what i mean wrestling has really come a long way yeah, yeah, for sure. And he's, uh, yeah, it, it's evolved. But if you look at what Ray did, like if you look at that Ray Eddie Guerrero match from like stuff. Halloween Havoc '96, I think. Yes, that's what uh, I'm saying. It's still up there with what people are doing today. But yeah, what Ray is doing now, I agree. <clears throat> but uh, let's see here. So yeah, so uh, Ray blocked a neutralizer, dropped Cesaro uh, with the six one nine, with got the splash for the win. And that was it uh, with that match. Before we go any further, we got to talk about our sponsor for tonight, SeatGeek. Uh, fans of the podcast, we have been hearing us talking about SeatGeek for a long time now. Uh, getting tickets online can be far too complicated. With hundreds of sites and varying levels of reliability, it's hard to know who to trust. And that's why SeatGeek is the way to go. SeatGeek puts, pulls millions of tickets into one place so you can easily find the seats you want for a price you're willing to pay. SeatGeek is a ticket company where the customer comes first with more than 50,000 five-star reviews in the App Store. SeatGeek is focused on making your experience as easy as possible for a great value. Now, you know, Glenn likes to use it for the theater and and, and concerts that I've never heard of. Um, I've used it in the past for Lady Gaga, Guns N' Roses, Broncos tickets, and wrestling. 
And then I'm also using it uh, for this Hugh Jackman <laughs> concert coming up in a couple months uh, that I'd never heard of, but uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, so yeah, it, it pulls together millions of tickets all over the web, rates each deal on a scale from one to 10. We've been talking about it. We invite you to try it. If you've never tried it, get the app. It's worth a shot and you will get $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. All you need to do is download the app and use our promo code, which is INC. So once again, download the SeatGeek app today and use promo code INC for $10 off your first purchase. That's promo code INC for $10 off your first purchase. All right, so next up we had the revival. Uh, they were showing all the, the stupid shit that they've been doing with those guys the last, <laughs> last few weeks. Um, Dawson Wilder cut a promo backstage. Uh, <clears throat> they're dropping toilet references about how they don't, uh, if, the, if the Usos want to continue being a skid mark on society, then go ahead. But if they want to find out who the best team on the planet are, him and Dash aren't too hard to find. And the embarrassment of the revival stops right now. Hopefully that's true because this, the stuff they've been doing with them has been cringe. Mm -hmm. Do you see? Um, do you see the revival leaving when their contract comes up next year? Not after getting offered that kind of money that you guys are saying. <clears throat> no. <clears throat> Uh, one thing, AEW, uh, we haven't talked about yet, and, and, and we'll get more into it, but AEW, they do have, uh, they're supposed to be at the TV upfronts in New York this Wednesday uh, to announce their new TV deal with Turner, which we'll talk Hell about. Hell yes. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, so backstage, Seth Rollins talking to Sheriff Schreiber. Uh, talked about breaking the internet earlier today, you know, with the reference to Becky Lynch. And um, oh, that was... Actually, that wasn't the promo yet. But anyway, we'll we'll get to that promo. They they cut a promo. Seth talked about facing AJ years ago. I love this. I love when they bring the past and stuff like that. It just makes it seem a lot yeah. more real. Um, your thoughts on Seth's promo? Man, uh, I mean, I, I just I get feel like it's a little too late. Too, it's just it's. I don't know. I'm just being honest. I, I I've seen this already on their DVD. You know what I mean? Uh, on on the Seth Rollins. Uh, DVD, um, his story with AJ. So yeah, it's cool to have some back history into it, but they should have done it from day one. They haven't. They've waited until now to start kind of sort of putting it out there. Um, I'm looking forward to the match. I, I'm just not a fan of how they built to get here. I agree. I mean, just last week you had Seth talking about how he was going to break AJ's face or two weeks ago, you know, then getting all personal. And this week it's like, eh, I'll prove yeah. I'm the better man. And yeah. just, it just didn't hit home, I thought. But yeah, I agree with you. It's going to be, uh, it should be a hot match. Mm -hmm. uh, AJ, he did suffer a hip injury at WrestleMania last year. And so he has been used very sparingly. He's been wrestling on TV, but hasn't been working any live events. And he hasn't worked the European tour so far uh, until tonight, after after tonight's Raw. So um, hopefully he's 100% this Sunday. Next, we had... <laughs> this might have been the highlight of the show. I don't know what the hell it was, but it was awesome. The Firefly Funhouse segment with Bray Wyatt. Yeah, this was good. Yeah. Uh, Ramblin' Rabbit was there despite being destroyed last week. <laughs> Mercy the Buzzard, <laughs> Abby the Witch. Uh, Wyatt said he has a dark secret, and <clears throat> he ends up going into another dark promo 
uh, skin turns dark. I mean, the screen turns dark. There's a bunch <laughs> of dolls and toys, creepy dolls and toys. And uh, all of a sudden, Wyatt turns around. He's got this freaky mask on and uh, the dreadlocks and this this different this new look. Uh-huh. Uh, and he said he's you know basically sharing his secret and it's terrifying. So this was. I don't know what this means. I don't know if the the little funhouse happy Bray, if there's going to be two characters or if this is it. And this was just all building to this unveil. Yes. Yeah. That's what I kind of think it is, but either way, it's been awesome. I like it because to have him wrestle like that would have been very difficult. Yeah. You know what I mean? It would have gotten stale pretty quick too, even though it's amazing because he needs all of those props to, 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 to have that fun house. You can't just do that backstage. You know how crappy that's going to look. You can't do it in the ring either. It's going to look like crap there too. Um, so the vignettes are always really good and very strong. I'd like to see him more before they fully bring him back heel because they've been entertaining. Yeah, I'm intrigued. I think there's so many different ways it could go. Uh, but yeah, this is <laughs> this is really turned into one of my highlights of Raw lately. Yeah. Um, yeah. Consistently, it's usually the be- one of the best top three favorite thing each Raw. Yeah. All right, up next, Falls Count Anywhere, Braun Strowman versus Sami Zayn. They actually went a long time in this, a lot of outside interference. They went to yep. the back. Yep. Uh, Braun got <clears throat> attacked by Baron Corbin. Uh, it allowed Sami to get a two count. And then later, Drew McIntyre appeared, dropped Braun on the, on a steel chair with a DDT. Uh, but still, Sami only got a two count. Uh, they came back towards ringside. Uh, and what happened at the end here? I'm forgetting. Yeah, both who, guys come out. Yeah, yeah, both guys came out, attacked Braun. Uh, finally, Sammy was able to get the pin. So Sammy with Zane. All, with all three of them pinning Braun. Right. They all yeah. have their hands on him. Yep. So Sammy now has a pinfall victory over <clears throat> Braun Strowman, who uh, at one but point <laughs> was don't. wrestling Brock Lesnar for the WWE Universal Championship. I want to even cut that off because before any of you guys get to realize that and digest the fact that Sami Zayn just pinned Braun Strowman, but wait, there's more. He got up from being, let me be very clear, a, a double backdropped onto a ladder that broke in half, then eating a Claymore kick to the face and being pinned by all three men, one, two, three, only for Braun to be up 30 seconds later to then go take our, our newly found winner and choke slam him through the raw announce table and completely no sell everything that just happened to him. So I did not like that, even though I'm a huge protector of Braun and they can, they need to protect his size a lot more. You know, I didn't like, he bumped off of a uh, homeboy's headbutt backstage, even like the, the most idi- smallest little idiosyncrasies. Um, I'm always trying to, pre- I'd always want to protect his size, but, there was no need for him to come up from the dead. He wasn't even from the dead. He just came up after the Claiborne being covered, one, two, three, and came up and just started choke slamming Sammy. Like nothing happened. Ripped his shirt off, flexed, brah, and left. And yeah. I did not like that. He should have stayed down. He should have sold. It's um it's one of those things that I still think ultimately it did more harm to Braun than it helped Sammy. <laughs> you know, like Braun did get a little bit back there at the end, but um, you know, no, this guy was an unbeatable monster. Uh, and now, no. you know, he's getting, you know, ultimately people are going to remember that Sammy beat him on Raw and, and forget all the other shenanigans. Um, I hope so, because that was not WWE's intent. Let me be very clear. WWE's intent was to leave that show to fade to black with Braun with his arms raised, just like they did. When that's usually what people think of and they remember last. 
You don't think Braun was being punished here, or it seems like he has any heat? No, not at all. No, zero. No. By being removed from the Money in the Bank ladder match? No. No, I don't. Unless there's something new. Unless there's a new thing that's happened I'm unaware of. There was a a report from The Observer uh, a couple of weeks ago that WWE weren't happy with Braun for forgetting some stuff in the some spots in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Uh, there were some spots he had with Luke Harper, and according to Dave Meltzer and the Observer, uh, Braun forgot a, like a, a sequence or a, a bunch of parts of that match and got oh. some heat over that. So uh, he hasn't really been booked strong since then. So it, it definitely does feel like you do. Okay, so so. Here we go, Melter. WWE, you don't get heat on you because you forget some spots, especially when you're at bronze level. Okay, you just don't. You don't get heat for that. You get heat for being a dick. You get heat for how you treat people. You get dick. I mean, dick. you get you get a heat um, by blowing major opportunities, and that doesn't mean forgetting spots or blowing spots. It means not getting over and things of that nature. As long as you're getting over and you're getting a reaction. You're you you're not allowed to forget spots, but you can forget spots here and there, and they're not going to hold that against you at that level. No effing way. I don't buy it. All right. Uh, so overall, your thoughts on tonight's show? If you had to grade it <clears> one <throat> to ten. I like that last stuff. I didn't like the very very finish 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 of it, but I did like Braun getting pinned by Sammy because I'm a huge Sammy fan fan too, and he needed something here. So this was good. Um. I like love the girl segment. That was my favorite. Funhouse was cool. Flyhouse, rather, whatever the hell it's called. That was cool. Um, hmm. I always give it the same damn grade, C plus. I always give it the same grade. Yeah, I'd give it a C C minus for me. I just thought again for a go home show, not much meant anything, uh, and it was probably like thirty minutes of good stuff in three hours. So, yeah, yeah that's fair. Uh, so, yeah, so that was Raw. Um, there was a ton of other news this past week, and Silver King uh, yeah. passed away at the age of 51 uh, while competing against Juventud Guerrera at a uh, at a Roadhouse Theater shore in North London. Uh, apparently, he suffered a heart attack during the match. Now, I, there's video out there. We didn't post any of that video on Wrestling Inc. Thank but, you. Yeah, he... Um, it looked like he had suffered a kick during the match or something. And then he just collapsed. They didn't have paramedics on hand. So it was just a long time. Was it the kick to the kick to the chest or face? Uh, they believe it was like a kick to the chest that, that might've prompted it. It still could have been a heart attack then. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there was, I think silver King was going, uh, was going for the pin or he had just done a spot and then just stopped. And Juventude then was trying to, you know, get Silver King off and was having a hard time. Finally got him on, finally covered him. And I think the plan for the match was Silver King to go over because the ref counted two and then just stopped. And then finally just counted three. Silver King was laying there motionless. Juventude is, you know, celebrating. There's, but you could tell something's definitely yeah. way off. And, yeah. and finally, you know, a bunch of wrestlers hit the ring. Felt like forever that they waited for... Uh, you know, um, the medics and stuff to come and attend to him. And yeah, it's uh, really sad that yeah, uh, he passed away at only 51. And I, I wasn't that familiar with him before he signed with WCW, but same here, uh, WCW, I remember from. Yeah, he was um, yeah, a big part of the cruiserweight division back then. Yeah. Uh, and he was the lead heel in the movie Nacho Libre <laughs> in that movie, the, the Jack Black movie uh, in 2000. Oh my God, I didn't know that. 
Yeah, yeah, that was him. Oh, what a great role. So, yeah, our condolences to Silver King's family. Yeah. Uh, another big story this past week, Lars Sullivan. Uh, I'm sure, did you hear about all of that? No. He had made some uh, ignorant statements on social media, and uh, on, on a bodybuilding forum. I think it was bodybuilding.com. And uh, some of them were sexist, some were a little bigoted, um, or some were very bigoted. Uh, we had been hearing about it for a long time, but you know, you couldn't prove it was him. But then Big E finally replied to it last week and said, uh, basically, a lot of people in the company are aware of it. And if he indeed made those statements, he's going to have a hard time because, you know, the number of minorities that work with the company. So it became a huge uh, thing again. Someone on Reddit posted like 30 links of stuff, comments that Lars has made. Some not that controversial, some very controversial. Why is he making comments on bodybuilding.com? Well, a lot of these were like 10 years ago. Uh, So he was like 20 years Uh, old and a lot of these were made. Yeah, it doesn't give an excuse, but by the same token, don't I mean people grow up too and mature and real, you know what I mean? Maybe change their outlook on certain things, no matter how heinous they may have been. I don't know what he said. What, what did he say? What did he do? Uh, you can. I'll send you the link. There's um, I mean, there's a lot of bad stuff, but but a lot of it like kind of homophobic stuff. Did homophobic he say the stuff. He didn't say the n word, but it was very white supremacist stuff. Uh, well, some of it was kind of. Um, Again, it's 10 years ago, and yeah. people don't always yeah. necessarily mean what they say online, and they're just looking for a reaction. Uh, he was 20 years old back then uh, when a lot of these, a lot of the, yeah. he, there were some comments that were newer, but they weren't near as bad. How new? I think like three, four years ago. Uh-huh. But it was like stuff like, why is pushing AJ Styles and, and you, know, <laughs> you know, like things like that. <laughs> was he pretending to be someone else? No, there was uh, some of the the posts he had a photo of himself on there. So we did receive a statement from Lars um, who said, there's no excuse for the inappropriate remarks that I made years ago. They do not reflect my personal beliefs nor who I am today. And I apologize to anyone I offended. Um, You know, people do, you know, posting stupid shit online should not be a life sentence in my opinion. But, and if he's truly sorry, um, I think he needs to show it, but if he's truly yeah. sorry, this should not be, I, I know a lot of people are saying he should probably get fired and things like that, but really, I got to go read this article and see what's up. All right. Um, yeah. And if he's not sorry, then I do agree. Then he should, something should happen. But if he truly is sorry, if it was just stupid stuff that kids do, cause you know, I think so many of us say stupid stuff that we, we would not say when we're older, especially a little kid, then little kids, but I'm out 20. I was a boy. Yeah, I'll make excuses again. I don't know what the hell the kid said. What Florida said, I have no clue. I'm still gonna follow up after and read it myself. But I mean, good lord, I know I was a kid at 20. I thought it was a kid until I was like 24. Yeah, (laughs) like seriously, right when I got signed by WWE, I would say is what kind of matured me. Yeah, I mean, people grow up. I mean, I I didn't say anything like that, but it's not like I was a a position of maturity at that. Those days, though, I know for a fact I didn't feel like I was a man yet. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I didn't feel mature yet, that's for sure. Yeah, someone saying that's not a kid. I think people say stupider stuff when they're like 18, 19, 20 than when they're, you know, 14, 15, 16 sometimes. Right. So, hey, you, ne- you, n- you never know. I got to go read it. Yeah. Um, all right, so there was that. Uh, and let's see, AEW we discussed. Deal with Wait. Turner likely coming up. 
Um, that's going to be announced on Wednesday, either hmm. Tuesday or Wednesday nights in prime time. Tuesday, I mean, what? Slow down. What'd you say? Tuesday or Wednesday nights. It's it's one of those two in prime time. Oh. The the rumor is Tuesday night, and they have the the name trademark Tuesday Night Dynamite. So, yeah. um, yeah, just huge, huge news. I mean, this fall, WWE moving to Fox, AEW on Turner on TNT, like most likely, uh, Vince McMahon being involved with the XFL and the XFL launching in February. It's it's a it's a big seismic shift in the industry we'll see where it goes but uh, the, the writing has got to pick up it has to these talents are amazing they've got the most physically gifted talents i i've ever seen i'm sorry there are no compelling storylines right now in the company in wwe <sighs> In my opinion, there's no storyline where I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see where they go with this. You know what no, I mean? No, once we do get excited for it, they, they screw like AJ and, and Seth Rollins. This should be much bigger feeling than the way it does right now. We should be feeling like we're seeing a WrestleMania match easily, a main event with WrestleMania match, no less. And that's not the feeling we have, not because we're not excited to see the athleticism involved in that match and the false finishes and the stuff we're all going to be excited to see. But I would argue. They've thrown a wet blanket on it. What 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 it could have been if this had better, more consistent writing. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, it's been saying it forever. I feel like it's a it's a broken record at this point. I don't want to sound like I'm always being negative on the company, but it's just the storytelling and and the the, <clears throat> the characters. It's just not. It's just not there. And here's the thing. When when some see, here's the thing. You'll have some veterans that will say. Well, yeah, it could be the writing, or it could be the, the boys not getting over. The boys aren't going out there. The guy, they're not going out there, and they're not, uh, they're not feeling it. They're not, they're not feeling who their character is. They're doing, you know, back in my day when I went out there, I took the, you know, I took the bull by the horns, and I just went the opposite direction, and I played heel, and even though I'm supposed to be babyface, and I flipped <laughs> the script. And okay, it should be that way. Still to this day, it should be that way. But unfortunately, they're not listening to the audience. Guy after guy, girl after girl, go out there and they organically do get over. They do it. They do what all those old, uh, what some of the veterans did, or some of the older guys in the Attitude Era. Even I'd say that went out there on their own, organically got over. Then what happened? Because they had WCW's competition, they had to push that talent. Right? They kind of had WWF had to push that talent. They're not do they don't do that anymore. It's, it's it's so frustrating because the guys and girls go out and they do the hardest thing there is to do, and that's uh, get over despite crappy writing and organically get over at that, which ain't easy isn't easy to do in this day and age. It's just not, especially as a baby face. And here they do it. I can list, we can list a whole bunch of them from Zack Ryder to to, to 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 Dolph right when he won the title, if you remember, and, and lots of other situations of different people, guys and girls, and WWE just ignores it. They just ignore it because it doesn't fit what they had written for for all different storylines. Instead of just going, uh-oh, back to the drawing board. We need to do something now because this guy or this girl's white hot right now. They don't yeah. do that. Yeah, I wonder if someone asked Vince McMahon, like, what your favorite storyline of this past year has been? If he could come up with something. because Or why do you not let them, organic, if they organically get over, why yeah. do you guys not go with that talent? Why are you so stuck? in what you had previously written. When all we hear time after time is you throw the script away and you rewrite a new one the day of the show. Why can't you do that when the right time is to do that, which is when these talents get white hot and you stay out of their way by continuing to feed them more, feed them more of that wood on the fire. 
Yeah. Don't throw a wet blanket on it. And we we see that time and time again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Finally, The Undertaker will be facing Goldberg. Holy, I saw that. I couldn't believe that. Yeah. That's exciting. It's uh, it's one of those things. Kind of a mixed response. Obviously, the younger fans don't like it. Uh, don't like it. Uh, but I, I guarantee you that's going to be the biggest thing on the show. It's going to be the, the that's going to get the most interest online. Uh, uh, here's a question: Was there a bigger Mania match than that this past year? <laughs> I mean, that's serious. No, money no. And box office is concerned. No, no, no. I mean, as far as big names go and icons right. in this business, this is the biggest. I mean, what what's bigger th- in a long time? I got nothing. I got Goldberg, Brock, maybe, <laughs> and that's he's not bigger yeah. than Undertaker. So I take that back. No, I take Goldberg, Brock the first time at Survivor Series was probably that was huge. Because you, you didn't think Goldberg would ever be coming back, and then all of a sudden it he's... was. But here's my question: Undertaker is bigger than Brock, in my opinion, just for my money. Now here's my other and here's the other reason: Undertaker ain't losing; he's the Undertaker. <laughs> yeah. And Goldberg, supposedly, you know, what wasn't some of his things that he doesn't want to lose or some shit like that? Maybe I'm making that up. I don't know. It used to be. I can't um, see him losing either. That was my point. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be cool. They're going to feed two guys down is what's going to happen. They're going to feed a tag <laughs> team or two guys down to mess the match up, and they're going to get, like, spear and choke slam at the same time. Oh, God. Two talents are going to come and try to mess that up. It's going to be um, – what's his name? They were just out there tonight to close Raw. Come on. Um, uh, Corbin, and, Corbin and Drew. There you go. There you go. You don't think the Prince would be like, No. We're not having that on, on my event. <laughs> I, I must even finish. <laughs> so, anyway, so that uh, also on that event, Triple H versus Randy Orton. So uh, a WrestleMania rematch there. And there's going to be. <laughs> the, Triple H versus Orton? Yeah. I didn't know that. That's exciting to me too. Yeah. Shoot. Triple That'd H versus Orton. We haven't seen that in a long time. Right. And then also a 50-man battle royal, so the world's greatest uh, greatest battle royal. Nobody cares about uh, battle royals. No, but it, it's, I guess it's a way to throw everyone on the card. So, yeah, uh, yeah. so Saudi Arabia, uh, big match is set. It's called WWE Super Showdown, which is the name they used for the Australian event last October. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to just use that name for all the big overseas events now, but yeah, that Friday, be, June That 7th. would be smart to do that, actually. That would be smart to trademark that yeah it's like in your house or yes you know no, that's what i was thinking exactly that yeah that analogy and so yeah and that's coming up quick that's uh three and a half weeks away so we got two two big big shows coming up or three big shows because two weeks after that is whatever they're calling it now stomping grounds so yeah. we, got, we had a big big uh big resting period from wrestlemania but now it's about to get really yeah. busy again uh well uh, Mr. Mayor, that's about it from here. Uh, do you have anything you got to plug? No, just uh, excited about uh, the big news. I didn't know that about AEW. I'm stoked for those guys, man. Freaking Turner. Yeah. So Wednesday, awesome. Wednesday, it's going to be a busy day on the site. So you know, do we we'll think have... it's TBS or TNT? I think it's TNT. Wow! Holy crap! Yes. Yeah. Now Tuesday nights, obviously they have basketball, so it'll be if it is Tuesday nights. That means it's going to get preempted a lot, or so it's almost better if it's Wednesday. But we'll, yeah. we'll see where it goes. Uh, wow. But yeah, exciting times. We'll see. I'm I'm hoping that they push this strongly. I, I'm my guess is that they would if they're spending all this money for it. Yes. 
and uh, we'll see how the promotion will be. Because I know a lot of people are saying, you know, just their numbers online right now aren't that great. But if you've right. got a big network promoting it, you know, it. Uh, and they have a lot of stars they've got to introduce that no one's ever the hell heard of. Like even on the YouTube show I watch, I'm like, who's this dude? Who's this guy? Uh, you know, and I know everybody, but there's lots of I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they're, I think they're going to have to sign a, a name or two from yes. the past that are some sort of big star that people will recognize yes. and will be excited about. But they're going to do great no matter what. I really, I firmly believe that. With that network, it's a big deal on what network you go on. It's it, it's probably the biggest part of the equation, quite frankly. Yeah. Because and- if it's on TV enough and it's on a main channel enough, it doesn't. I mean, I don't want to say it doesn't matter who you out, put out there because it does. I just said it did, right? I, I, you know, they have a lot of new talents they've got to put out there and get over. But once they do, you know what I mean? Sky's going to be the limit, man, because it's going to be exciting action. Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. People are saying that basketball can be on any day. I don't really watch it, but I, I, I got to go back and look. There was some uh, <laughs> there was some issue with Tuesday nights on on with with. TNT, yep. but I'll double check what that is for tomorrow's uh, bodca- uh, broadcast. Um, but nothing to plug. Sorry, nothing to plug. All right, and uh, myself will will be at Starcast. Uh, we'll have more details tomorrow night. But uh, until then, thanks again, everyone, for joining us tonight, and we'll see you back tomorrow here with the Wrestling Game Podcast. Take care. See that? Don't need Glenn. <laughs>